Welcome to the Premier League Forever Forest podcast. My ducks, welcome back to the Forever Forest podcast. It is Kieran coming to you on a dreadful, dreadful Monday. I went to the dentist this morning, had three fillings, got told that I'm probably going to lose my teeth at some point, uh, and the day only really got progressively worse from there on. Forest have officially uh, been charged, or at the very least, we've been notified that we will be charged and now we're working with the Premier League to work out what the hell that means, what it looks like, and we have no idea what the ramifications could be for our season. And to top it all off, Musa Niakate is injured. What is new? Uh, joining me tonight it is the one, the only Jamie Martin. How are you, Jamie? I am... I'm okay. I'm okay. If we didn't like look at anything for us, say really. something happier there, but you just couldn't quite say it. I just haven't got it in me anymore. Like I just, ah, uh, yeah, it's just too much. Ah, uh, fair. Right. Well, you can enlighten us uh, further on some of your 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 own goings on uh, since the last time we had you on. Uh, Harpal Hayer is also joining us. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Up the relegation reds. Let's go. Come on. Banter era 3.0. Let's, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's all that really can be said. If you wanted to find a bright side, it's that you just shouldn't take it too seriously. Um, right. Let's start with what is the ultimate topic of conversation. Forest have fallen foul of um, what, what are you guys calling them? You call it proper proper. Yeah, profit and sustainability, or are you going with the classic FFP? Let's be sophisticated here. Let's say profit and sustainability. Okay, right. Well, Forrest go for it. Foul I'll call it just a load of old shit. <laughs> You'd fit in That's with a Facebook, Harple. You would. You would, mate. <laughs> right. Profitability and sustainability. We have no idea on the amounts, but what we do know is that it is pretty much just the back end of last season that seems to have cost us. The club have, I don't know if the club have gone public with this yet, but certainly enough people around the club are, are mooting the idea around that, hey, we we had the money lined up, it just wasn't in for the accounting period that it was supposed to be in for. Uh, in selling Brennan Johnson, we were meant to have avoided this issue. Alas, we didn't sell him in time. The money hasn't appeared in time. The accounts are filed and Forrest have breached. Now, you can say what you like, but Jamie, what's your initial takeaway, mate? What's your gut saying? And in fact, you've been talking to the one and only Mr. Kieran Maguire as well. So you might perhaps be better educated than myself and Harpal. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways Forrest have tried to be more profitable and more sustainable in a way in terms of how they were trying to sell Brennan Johnson. But the only thing is, I think that previous recruitment kind of contradicts that because I understand why we were trying to sell Brennan Johnson at a later date. Um, and I, I, from what people say, we were cooperating with the Premier League um, throughout that period. But at the same time, it's like, should we really have put ourselves in a position where, you know, we're kind of relying on selling one player to just keep us you know, out of the red zone. But then at the same time, it's like, well, we came up with, uh, because of loan players. If we go all the way back to 21-22, we came up with a team of loan players. We had to restock completely. 
went crazy. And then you've got your agents fees. You've got all your amortized uh, transfer fees, wages. It just, I don't know. It, it was um, something I kind of thought that might happen at some point, but you kind of push it to the back of your mind and go, it won't happen to us. But then, you know, the leak comes through. Forest are one of those teams it could happen to. And it's just like the worst thing in the world, really. It's been incredibly divisive on the timeline on Twitter for for a couple of days. Now, ignoring where you stand on, you know, who our owners are, is this excusable? Is ambition an excuse for this, Harple? Well, that's the thing. I think there's, there's a fine line between ambition and sort of recklessness, I feel. And we've been training life quite a while now even probably when they first came in it was just this is what this is the plan it is we'll do at all costs but I don't know it's quite interesting reading I think it was the Rob Dorsett thing he just put on Twitter that with the 35 million from Brentford we, we would have been fine but then we waited until we got the 47 and a half so but there's two ways to look at that I think you look at it as well we're trying to be more profitable and sustainable or you've got the we were being greedy and we've cheated the system slightly. And I suppose it's, it's where you fall on that, really. Did we not take out a loan from a company and short ourselves of 12.5 million for that, that fee? I'm pretty certain that's what we did. That got reported after the Brennan deal went through that we took out a loan for 35 million. And I'm pretty sure if you go back to Kieran Maguire's own timeline, that he says it's actually fairly common. And it's a smart business, if you like, because Forrest get that 35 million now and they just pay back this loan when the instalments arrive from Spurs. I, I, I thought it was the full amount. I thought it was the full amount that we took out as a loan. Yeah, it right? is. But even, the loan, the even loan is the full case. amount. The loan is the full even amount. If that's the case, though, if it comes in after the deadline, it's after the deadline, isn't it? But what I'm trying to allude to with that is if our argument is we didn't sell him for 35 million but we've taken 35 million for him in effect do you know what i mean yeah so it it all comes down to how brentford would have structured that deal surely and i stress i don't know football finance that that well i don't know the ins and outs i'm just repeating the things that i can remember chronologically as we went through this process it is going to be fascinating guys as this eventually uh, pans out Jamie, what's your take on the ambition line? Because I, I, I'm not here. It's not just we haven't heard anything really in, in from the club that is, you know, that set in stone. But a lot of the people who know people around the club are mentioning that ambition line and and saying that you know you look at the rest of the league, we're being punished for being ambitious and trying to establish ourselves in the top flight, whereas your Man Cities and your Chelseas, they've they've set up what is tantamount to a racket where they're protected and none of us can break into that club thoughts on ambition it is so tough isn't it because i i think i understand harple's point as well uh, about the recklessness you know in some aspects there's while i do actually think that we've we have made a lot of good signings and a lot of them are, are slowly paying even some of them are slowly paying off and you know um I, I think that, yeah, we've made some good signings and there has been some good recruitment, but at the same time, there's been a lot where you go, God, that was awful. You know, that was a really, really poor decision. You know, your John Joe Shelvies, you know, your Dennis's to an extent, 
Um, you know, well, I say to an extent, I mean, Dennis has just failed altogether at Forest, really, hasn't he? Um, um, you know, just to name two players. I mean, you know, even even the deal for Chris Wood, and by the way, I like Chris Wood a lot, and, he, and he's doing good for Forrest, and I'm not going to complain, but £15 million with a £4 million loan fee is just crazy. And you think that £4 million in loan fee at a time where we're being scrutinised for FFP could, you know, it, it could be a massive part in making or breaking our, our situation. Um, and I don't know how it works for, for loan fees in terms of um, if it's amortised or not, but... At the same time, it's it's an incredible you know uh, amount of money, and you know in some ways, yeah, we have been a bit reckless with recruitment. Everyone will say that. I don't, I don't think you can deny that we've we've had some really calamitous errors uh, with with recruitment, and and that has been a massive massive problem for us. And it's not just the signing of the players; it's how much money they're on. You know, there's there's so many players in this team for a team that's only just you know kind of staying up that are on hundreds of thousands a week. Uh, you know, some of your loan players you've got on now, like Origi, is going to be on more than that. And, and he's, he's done nothing. So, uh, yeah, it's not just the actual price of the players. It's it's the wages after that. There's so many things to take into account. I I do think that there, there has been, um, you know, uh, a level of ambition shown by the owner. I don't think anyone can deny that. And he's done what he's promised to do in terms of taking us to the Premier League. Um, but it's just that next step in sustaining our survival in the Premier League was... Was there a clear strategy in place? And perhaps were we not set up right to go to the Premier League in the first place? Was this kind of always bound to happen? Or there's just so many questions. I don't even know really where to start with it because I, I am divided on it. I'll be honest with you. Because again, see the ambition. I can see that the love for what the, the, the owner wants to see happen. But the way we've gone about it has clearly been a little bit, bit disastrous. I'd maybe stay where you are with that, Jamie. Stay divided because we've got to watch how it plays out. I, a lot of people are going to see their arse over this. Um, and everyone is, you know, we're, we're back to the armchair expert thing. Um, step one, guys, hold your hands up and admit you know nothing. Um, but then beyond that, don't entrench yourself in a view that, that can't change because it, it's going to be tested. Um, I I have so little information at this point, but the club statement is that they're confident there will be a speedy and fair resolution. Speedy and fair, interesting. Word choice has been everything the past couple of days. David Ornstein telling us we're going to launch a a robust defence. Robust to me suggests that it's weighted in something considerable, not just amount of money paid to a lawyer. Um. Yeah, this uh, it's going to be interesting, but ultimately, where does it leave our season, Harpool? This is going to loom over us now, potentially for months. We're led to believe it should be resolved before uh, the the season actually concludes. Um, but how does Nuno operate in that? How do the lads operate in that? Well, I think that's the thing. Is like normally with a massive turnover of staff and behind the scenes and players, all that sort of stuff. It's going to go one or two ways, but it's probably going to hit you financially. And then also it's like, it's easy to lose a dressing room, that sort of thing, or having something that's not working. But we seem to be quite lucky in that, yeah, we're going through the FFP stuff, but the dressing room seems like a pretty good place to be at the minute. And the team seems to be in a pretty good bar in the last Blackpool result. But generally it seems like a good place to be and we're in a good sort of, I don't know, a good moment and, and we're going in the right direction. So... 
Um, and it's just, but that's Nuno's job now, really. He probably didn't know that walking into the job, this is what he'd have to deal with. But if anything, it's probably quite good to bring a team together. Look at Dash did it at Everton. The last thing they needed this season was a points deduction because it would have brought them together and they've charged, they've gone on, got all these points all of a sudden. And maybe it's a, you can use it as a catalyst in that sort of way. Beat us against them, it's, it's against the world sort of thing. Um, and then and maintain or just like prolong that new manager bounce and just see what happens. It's not it's not the end of the world for the dressing room, really, until it becomes that come May or whenever it is. So I think at the minute, it's just pull, pull everybody together and just try and get the most out of it, really. We mentioned that there. You'd hoped that he hasn't been completely taken, like it's completely sideswiped by this news. Because in one world, you'd hope Nuno did know that there was this potential before accepting the job. Because if there's not, well, in the back of my mind, that's that's an alarm bell. Um, if I was a manager of any job, any job, and I'm a manager in my job, if something changed that dramatically overnight and I hadn't been warned about it, um, I'd, I'd be knocking on someone's door the next day uh, looking for, for some answers. And they probably wouldn't be in a position to give me those answers because they've got to fight a different fire. Um, but that then breeds chaos even further. I... I am grateful that Nuno seems to be such a calm head. He he came in at a time where, you know, Flux was not really the choice for a lot of fans. I think some people were, were perhaps ready for Cooper to go. Personally, I, I wasn't, but the results post speak for themselves. Um, a, a massive win against Newcastle, an even bigger win against United. So I'm I'm very grateful that Nuno seems to have brought a calmness in. I think I can't remember which player it was. I'm sure someone said that themselves. Um, in a post match, might even been Gibbs White. Um, that there's just a calmness that that across the the training fields basically, and and behind the scenes now that maybe wasn't there. Don't know how much that calmness is there. It's certainly going to be tested. Um. What do you reckon the target is going to be now, Jamie, to see us safe for another year? I think it's just going to be trying to get 10 points ahead of um, others that are in the the relegation scrap, uh, essentially, just get 10 points away from the bottom three. Um, But I don't even think that that is going to be an expectation that Nuno will set, because I think he'll just be on a game-by-game basis. As you said, very calm character, focused on the next game only. Um, And, you know, I think he has a very clear plan in place to, you know, to to do that. I don't think that his vision will change at all because of FFP, because I think he saw Forrest, you know, attempting to stay up and go further as his, um, as his target anyway, really. Um, FFP just makes it more, or the, you know, the potential breach just makes it um, more difficult. That being said, I do think he probably knew though, when he came to the club, because as Kieran Maguire said to me, he said that rumours of Forrest um, potentially being charged have, have been around for, for many weeks. So if people like Kieran, you know, who, who is high up in the football finance world still, but if people are getting these kind of leaks that there's going to be a, a charge against Forrest, then Forrest definitely knew by then. And I'm sure that, that Nuno probably would have been briefed on the potentials of, of what could happen at some point in the future. You're right, because we must have known from the minute that Brennan wasn't sold in June. Um, like once he gets sold at the end of a transfer window, the club has to have known. Club has to have known, otherwise, and if they didn't know, then that's a problem. Um, but you know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt that perhaps they uh 
have faith in the mitigation that is to come. Right, do you know what? Let's chat about some of the happier bits, though. So, Newcastle. Everyone watching it? Were you there by any chance? Did anyone make the Boxing Day trip? No, fair. No. I, I very much watched at home um, with quite a few beers. It was really nice. Didn't have to drive anywhere this year. Just chilled yeah. out on Boxing Day. Uh, what a game that was. Where, where's Chris Wood been hiding that kind of form? He needs to be drug tested. He does. <laughs> that's the the next punishment. Yeah, that's the next. That's next week. Yeah. Um, Chris Wood drug test. Oh, what a, what a phenomenal performance! I know the game against Luton didn't go the way we wanted it to in the end, but he demonstrated in that one. If you give him the right kind of um, through balls, he's got a, quite a neat finish. But we can give. Alanga as much credit as we want to, but Chris Wood had a lot of work still to do with with both of those um, second half finishes. First one, yeah, can't miss. Probably should have had two if Alanga had uh, found him the first time, uh, but live and learn, he found him the second. Uh, riding that high, we then go into the United game, and we were we were all present for United, right? What was yep. your what was your view like, Harpel, for that game? You know what? I genuinely didn't think we. Were, I didn't think we were at any point we were going to lose that match. I just, I've always, even going into it, I thought we're probably going to win this match just because I think it all summed up in the Morgan Gibbs White video where he's like, they don't want to be a look at their faces, they don't want it, and it just cut to Ericsson just like looking out, like I don't know, counting blades of grass or whatever he was doing. It was like it just felt like one of those nights, and it felt like one of those nights from before when you're like, yeah, something's going to happen today. It's going to be a big, a big game, a big result. Um, and even when Turner did what he did, um, you know, it was like, I still don't think we're going to lose this match. I don't, I don't think we're coming out of this with a win. It's generally how I felt. Because I think we've got some like, energy about us again. We feel like we've got that vibe about us where we can go score goals late on now again, which we, we lost for a little bit. Morgan Gibbs-White in the space of a, a couple of days. And all right, we'll get on to the Blackpool game. But... That is that United goal is the best goal I've seen him score for us so far. I don't know if you would you argue with that, Jamie? Do you think he's done any better elsewhere? No, no. I mean, I mean, his goal uh, against I think it was Bournemouth last season was a pretty decent one, but even that one doesn't doesn't compare to to this one. I just think his leadership and yeah, the clip that Harpel mentioned just there, you know, where they're saying you know they don't they don't want it. That for me was just. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever felt so fired up for a game, you know, since like a derby day. Do you know what I mean? Because it was such a uh, an important game in terms of not just like points, but also like reputationally. Like United have been awful for so long, and on the occasions where they've been awful, we've always been been beaten well by them. And that we've basically just been a team that gives out of form teams points. And I feel like now we're in a position where actually. We're, we're turning the tables a little bit. And we're actually here to say, look, we don't care who you are, where you are in the table or your previous record against us. We're just going to keep fighting until the end. We, and that's that's what I like about Forrest because, you know, at the end of the day against United, United didn't have any style of play for me. I mean, they didn't look ruthless at all. They looked, they looked like they, they were scared. We made Newcastle look scared in that second half. And that's what you want to do, instill a bit of fear into them. So, but Morgan Gibbs-White has been integral back in that central position just where he belongs. I, I love it. I love it. And I think his mentality is just spot on. So we were riding that high. We come into the new year. First game, FA Cup. 
Blackpool, what can go wrong? What always goes wrong against Blackpool is they just love scoring against Nottingham Forest. Um, what what do you make of that game? Um, two two full time replay that we could probably do without. Um, but ultimately that's the the cards we've been dealt. So that's we'll play them as they fall. I don't know. We it was just a bad ten minute spell very early on in that game that, that cost us dear. Uh were we as poor as the score line might have you you know have you believe Harpel? Nah I get it. I get exactly why what happened happened. If you told me we could go to St George's Park for three days for a relax, you know what I mean, and team bonding, I would have sacked that game off as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you told me we were going to Dubai, I wouldn't even turned up for the match. So you know I get it. But now we've got to play against so we don't get to go on holiday. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's Blackpool. It's do you know what? It's it's the cup. We, are we going to win the cup? Probably not. If we do now, I put a five on it. Who, who knows? But it's just one of the things. We can't be great every single game. I'd rather be a little bit dodgy against Blackpool than where it actually matters in the league, where it actually matters much more now. Where it you know actually I mean? matters, though, Harpool. You're just pissing all over the magic of the cup. Respect the cup. Oh, how how magic is conceding two goals in ten minutes to Blackpool? It don't feel much magic. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know, Don't those Blackpool much. fans look pretty happy. Well, yeah. We'll yeah. take them to Disneyland with it then. Well, were there any positives to take from that game at all? Gives White a good goal. Yeah, well, that was. I will say that. Another one where he actually put his laces right through it, which he doesn't always do. He, he, he generally loves to play the ball, but another great finish from the edge of the box. So that's up there. Gives White, you what, mate? Dominguez as well, by the way, love, he loves chipping in with a goal. Yeah. That's exactly what we need. It's exactly what we need. Well, he, he threatened early doors against United. He threatened early doors against um, Blackpool before they, they even scored. Yeah, he's um he's got like this late arrival, doesn't he? On on the edge of the box, just drifting in uh, around 18 yards. So I hope, hopefully that can keep going. Positives you took, Jamie. What's uh, what else can keep us uh, us going and looking to a brighter future? I mean, yeah, the amount of times I hit my fist on the table like during during that game was just phenomenal because it was just like we've just started off okay, got a couple of shots in, nice work, Forest. Now let's go and get an early goal, and then Brighton go and score two. Uh, sorry, Blackpool go and score two. I'm on flashbacks for a different game. Um, so it was just so frustrating because I looked and I went, you know what? Some of you, you boys are so much better than this, but you're really letting yourselves down it. But you know the thing, and I don't want to dig anyone out too much because I, I've got love for every player that puts on the shirt and that's just how it is. But because of how many changes we had to make, and there wasn't too many, but I think they were big changes still. They, I don't really know if players like Joe Worrell understand the system just yet. Like understand how quickly we've got to play that ball because in Nuno's tactics, if you're playing it slowly, you're getting nowhere. But but we're talking about positives, so I won't I won't go down a, a, a rant about that. But um, you know, overall, I thought yeah, Dominguez and Gibbs White were brilliant. Uh, I thought the mentality, you know, had its moments. You know, there was glimpses of good mentality there. Um, and bright, uh, oh, say it again, Blackpool again were you know they were quite a tough team to break down. And Jordan Rhodes is still a player, so um, you know there was still some elements of good defending in a in a way. Um, but. Yeah, I'm I'm clutching at straws here, Kieran, to be honest. I'm just trying my best to, to say anything, anything. Right, well, then we're going to go ahead into the replay tomorrow night. Firstly, do you want to win it? Anyone yeah. can type in. Do you want to win that game? 
Yeah, I want to win that game. Yeah, right. mate, it's magic of the cup. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that bit me already, didn't it? Uh, um, minus, minus four degrees in in Blackpool. Called magic of the cup, mate. Oh Ooh. God, have you been? You been to Blackpool away before? No, I haven't actually. You never been glory hunter no. these days, don't you, mate? You never been, Jamie. No, I've never been. Genuinely, I, they reject my accreditation every time I ask. So, Sodom. Oh, mate. Right. So, what can I tell you about Blackpool? I've I've had rarely ever had an enjoyable trip there, but most of them were before they'd even finished that bloody like stand on the side. That's barely much of a stand, so you're just exposed to the elements. Yeah, in the early League One days, things didn't get much better then either. I remember, I can't remember the final score. But I feel like a Jack Lester penalty and maybe Scott Doby just about got us uh, a point. But I'll have to double check that one. But it's not been a happy hunting ground for for me whenever I've gone. Um, yeah, you can keep your pleasure, Beach lads. Um, I think it's one of those where I, I hope Nuno puts out a team because he needs to put a team out so we continue to gel. Um, my hope is that Blackpool give us a good game. To be honest, put us under some pressure. Because Brentford will, and the the sooner the lads get sharpened up, I think what I was probably getting at Harpool uh, is that the result maybe doesn't matter that much to me, but I want a decent team performance. I I could I could take us losing. I could take us going out on penalties. Um, what I don't want is any more bloody injuries, and not too much experimentation. I guess. Yeah, I think the audition process is over. From those sort of when he's picking teams, he thought, oh, that's a bit of a random one. He's probably just having a look at them in a game scenario. I think it's probably time for that to to stop and start to aim towards what we're going to get against, what we're going to play against Brentford, really. But then we're going to have to go through that audition process again anyway when AFCON ends, because some of these lads are going to have to earn their place back. Well, you hope they'd have to earn their place back. Well, Musa might be injured now, bloody hell. Bloody hell, bloody hell indeed. Uh, Jamie, what team are you cobbling together as our, our first choice 11 as things stand? Put it, okay. I'm going to have Turner in goal. Um, I don't think I disagree with that. Yeah, I, I, for me, Vlakadimos just, it, this, this sounds absolutely awful, but I just think he's wasted in between the sticks because he actually doesn't do a lot. He doesn't come out and retrieve. You know, he, he doesn't stop shots. I genuinely don't see a great goalkeeper in him. Um, he was modestly more comfortable with the ball at his feet than Turner, and that's probably where bit, it stops. Yeah, it's just not a lot more. Like, I mean, the the one where that he should have just come out and got it off the penalty area just drove me insane. But yeah. I won't go down that. That Turner's in goal for me to start with, but I do think there can be an upgrade on both. But that's a different thing. Um. Um, this is for this is for for Blackpool, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't have Toff... Blackpool. It's just what what is the strongest eleven? Strongest like, eleven. So for you me, can we... say it's for Blackpool, or you can say it's for Brentford at the weekend. But either way, the strongest eleven you think Nuno can put out with the resources that are available to him at this time. Yeah, I think the strongest for me: um, Turner, Toffolo, Murillo. Um... Now's your tough choice. Yeah, now's the tough choice because I don't think Worrell should be there. So I wonder maybe if he'll go for a back five, but even then it's just like, 
you know, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to put Warrell there just because. Uh, Who else yeah. is there? But well, Scott McKenna. Um, no chance. No chance. I can't see that. Omobamidelli. Um, I'll be honest. I'd hand him a, ch- a chance now. I mean, people are saying, "Oh, but he might go on loan." But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of want to chuck him in the deep end a little bit and, and see him see him play. Um, so you know what? Yeah, I'll put Omobamidelli there. Um, maybe not the best because I don't know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. Um, right back, um, I want to see Montiel still. Uh, he didn't play that great for the last game, but I'd, I'd like to see him there still. Um, in midfield, uh, Danilo. Um, uh, and and I would like to see Mangala, to tell you the truth. Uh, but, but again, I can't see that, so I'm not going to put him in. Um, and I'm going to put Danilo and Yates there. Dominguez on the left. Gibbs White on, in the middle. hudson Adoy on the right and Wood up front. Um, it's never, ever, ever uh, a group of players in that formation that I managed uh, imagined I would ever see. Yates and Danilo as your two midfielders. And then I just thought that's just never going to happen, though, is it? But it, it's working from what we can see. So, um, yeah, obviously Alanga's out. So it's just a bit poo, really, isn't it? Mm, indeed. Harple, any changes to that 11? Um, I don't think so. But one thing I would say as a positive is we all of a sudden seem to be pretty blessed at like the wing-back position, that we've got four of them who are very in form and just like are playing really, really well and play at quite a high level. And you can, you can switch any of them in at any point, which is why that's what Nuno's done the last couple of games. Is he's switched them in. And it's if anything, it's made us a bit stronger, it's given us fresh legs and we don't really sacrifice anything. Like, what a great position to be in. Put one of them in goal. Bloody hell. Well, we don't have Ola. We, we, we can't have Ola. For, for the next no, I meant, I meant just generally. Yeah, I was like, what a great position to be in to say we were panicking about our left back again. We'll always be panicking about that position, mate. <laughs> there will never be a time where Nottingham Forest are not panicking about who is playing left back. That's just that's par for the course. Um, right, okay, let's go for some predictions then. Um, first prediction Oral Mangala, is he here at the end of the transfer window or not? Hope he is, but. I, well, I can't see it now, but I hope he is. I quite like him. Yeah, Jamie, keep in. Yeah, I, I agree with Harper, but I think Forrest might actually, I, I think they might like bottle it and just end up loading him out. I think that might happen. It'd be very interesting because without a loan fee and an obligation to buy, I can't see the point of it. Other than to Indeed. offset a potential payment. Which I don't know. I don't know if there is a, a payment due on him. Um, but either way, he hasn't been playing. So if he's going to be worth more to us at another club, I can get it from a fiscal point of view. As as a fan, one of our better midfielders, um, it, it's slightly confusing to see him lower down the pecking order. Hey-ho, we move. Second prediction, scoreline at Blackpool tomorrow night. Harper, what are you saying? We'll win 3-1. 3-1? Away at Blackpool? Yeah. You on the sauce yeah. again, lad? Magic of the cup, mate. You said it. It's <laughs> there. Fair right. Harbour's going 3-1. Jamie, what are you saying? 2-1. 2-1. Scrape it. I think that's what's going to happen in the end. I am going to go for 1-1 and a Forest win on penalties. Because what would be worse in this current scenario than having to play... Uh, extra time uh, putting more wear on the lads legs when we're supposed to be having a winter break 
before eventually going through for another game that then congests your fixture list uh, when you don't really want it, because that would see us play in West Ham or Bristol on Saturday 27th, and we play Arsenal on Tuesday 30th. Uh, so it's definitely a game we don't want, so it's probably a game we're going to get. Uh, so yeah, 1-1 and Forest on penalties. Then we move on to this weekend, Brentford and the ominous return of one Mr. Ivan Tony. Uh, Jamie, what do you reckon? Away from home? One at one all. One all. Um, probably an Ivan Tony goal, uh, as long as it's not in a, a free kick like he did last time. So, because um, that was just so horrible to watch. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be absolutely freezing. Half five kickoff. Oh, I'm, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. If he wants to score another free kick like that, uh, he's probably just going to have to play it in as a pass to turn his feet. That'll be more likely than... Uh than a shot. Uh, Harple, scoreline, what do you reckon? We're going to win 3-1. Away from home, you reckon? Yeah, why not? Back-to-back, Premier League, 3-1, 3-1 away wins. The relegation can't say magic in the goals, goals, mate. That's what we do. Score <laughs> goals. Chris Wood, masterclass again. Again. Mm, fair. Joe, I'm, I'm going to say 1-0 to the Reds, and I really hope it comes true. I just think it's a really important three points. Um, we have to put some distance between ourselves and other teams around that bottom end of the league as soon as there's uh, no ifs, buts or maybes. We have to play Brentford away. We have to play Luton away. We have to play Sheffield United away. We have to play Burnley away. And I think the best outcome really is that we we pick up maximum points in all of them. Uh, that mm. is the only way we can really guarantee our future. Right, lads, before uh, we disappear, I've got couple couple of little questions for you um there, there is a theme to this quiz which i'm sure you, you you'll pick up on uh, it being the theme of the day right so in premier league history only three clubs have been docked points who were they everton easy one we'll give you that as an middlesbrough under- Mate, it is Middlesbrough. They are one of the teams. No way. Yeah. Was that a guess? Um, clear what you googling? Oh uh, no, not googling. I use my phone as the mark, like microphone, so I can't Google it. Um, <laughs> right, anyway, go I on, think, give Jamie a guess. I, I, I don't know. Like Chelsea. When I read this, I was pleasantly um, surprised at how recently it was. I guess is it someone like Sunderland? They or have s- been dock points, but not in the Premier League. Oh. They were actually the first team to ever be docked points way back in what year was it? 1890-91 season. Oh, easy one. <laughs> right, there's one team missing then. Who is it? That. Ipswich, someone like that. Recent Premier League. Recent. Watford? I say recent. It's recent for me, Jamie. I don't know. You might oh, have, here we go. You might okay. Have, you might have been I'll in see, like, the last two or point. three years. Like. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'll give you this one, lads. The other team was Portsmouth. Oh. 2009-2010 season. Uh, right. Your next question is going to be, uh, when Middlesbrough were deducted points, uh, <laughs> where did they finish in the league that season? 14th 
Oh, mate, you're, you, you're painfully close to an answer. Oh, man. I was going to say 17th, but... I know why. They, I know why they were deducted points. If that helps, go on. I'll give you a bonus point for that half. Couldn't fulfill a fixture. They yeah. couldn't fulfill the fixture. They got points for it. Right. Well, time's oh, going to yeah. evade us, so I'm going to give you the answer. They went down as a result of being deducted these points. They were docked three points, and as a result, finished nineteenth. If they hadn't no been way. docked the points, they would have finished fourteenth. Oh. Do you know the only club that finished below them that season? Derby, Nottingham Forest. <laughs> oh, oh! Class. We went down on thirty-four points. They went down on thirty-nine. Yeah, and should we throw one more? We got time for one more little quiz question. Why not? Uh, why did uh, Portsmouth? Uh, why did they get docked ten points? Sorry, nine points. I think it was. Yeah, nine point deduction for Portsmouth. Is it related to a player transfer? Right, some sort of. It was not. Mm, I have no idea. Well, no, they fucked like the books, lads, and uh, they uh, went into administration, and it was an insolvency issue. Uh, mm. Did they stay up that season? Yes. Yes. No, they did not. No, no, so, did lads, not. if we get deducted points this season, we're going to have to set a new precedent because every other Premier League club that's been deducted points has gone down. So ourselves and Everton might have a mountain to climb. So we've got time for this week. Onwards and upwards, we will keep going until the final whistle is blown. You Reds. Hey!